It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, uh, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Mark, I'm Richard Coots. I'm Roger Colby. Hey, uh, so yeah, I talked to somebody this week that went to see Brightburn, and they didn't like it. And the reason they didn't like it was because it was you saw everything in the trailer that was going to happen or whatever. But I tend to disagree. Um, Richard and I went to see Brightburn which is the new uh, James Gunn film, uh, directed by James Gunn. Um, Gunn is kind of known outside of Guardians of the Galaxy as kind of this director who makes these really violent movies, right? Like uh, Super? Yeah, Super, Slither. Um, what, el- what else has he made? He made that movie... Um Oh, I forget what it was called. It was, it was one really recently, which it wasn't good. Um, it was like about like some office building that got closed in and everybody started oh, killing each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, the something project, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't what remember what called? that was. I don't remember. It, yeah. it was forgettable. Yeah, it was forgettable. Um, but this film, this film, the premise of the movie is really kind of funny. Okay, and, and it's something that fans of comic books have thought for a long time, like Superman, okay? So Superman crashes to Earth as a baby inside of a little ship. And then Martha and John, John and Martha Kent raise him as their own. He grows up. He learns all the values his parents taught him and stuff. And so he, and also he's able to do all these things. Even, I mean, when he was little, like when they first found him, he lifts the back end of a truck up, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not what happens in this one. But uh, in in the Superman legend, you have this, you know, this alien comes to Earth and he's kind of benevolent and he's a good guy and all this stuff and, and he's inherently good. But what if, what if Superman came to Earth and um, he probably wasn't meant to, you know, survive here as a... A refugee, but but he was meant to like conquer us, <laughs> and so you have this kid who is developing all these powers. You know, um, apparently he didn't develop the powers until he became like a preteen. I guess, mm-hmm. even though they said he never got cut, he never bled. You know, no bruising ever. You know, any of that never gets hurt. So that would be the first clue that something's wrong. Well, the first clue would be. It landed in your field, and <laughs> you go out and get the baby out of the meteor, yeah, or whatever it is, the ship. It's a ship, yeah. yeah. But um, and and you know you've got the same kind of stuff that you have in Superman, where he's got the same powers as Superman. He's got you know uh, the same vulnerability. the The ship is the only the metal from the ship is mm-hmm. the only thing that's able to hurt him. Um, but what if, you know, what if he is a, like a bad seed? What mm-hmm. if he's a bad kid? Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think what they're going for, and they kind of talked about this, uh, you know, they were kind of mentioned talking about wasps and it's like how they, the wasp would, can't raise children of their own or something. So they'll send it to another insect colony or something to raise and then <laughs> yeah. it'll, they'll raise it and then it'll kill them. <laughs> um, that kind of thing. And, um, 
I think that's basically <laughs> what that was because there's like the signals, really weird alien language coming from the from the ship, and he just uh-huh. hears it one night, and it seems like it just kind of awakens something in him. Somehow, it sounded like it was saying red drum or something. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> some kind of alien language. And, and, and thinking about that, after, I was thinking about this a little bit. Hmm. As much as it draws on Superman, I'm wondering if he got some of the um, inspiration from Dragon Ball Z, too, because there's the character Goku... In Dragon Ball Z, and y- you know, you're not big into anime and stuff, not, but not really. and neither am I. But I like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and uh, well, they send them into like send uh, Goku in the ship to Earth, and that's what the Saiyans do. They send their babies in a ship to mm-hmm. each planet to basically take over the planet. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so what they did is they sent him there, and there's this little ringing thing, and it's uh, it says. Wake up, Kakarot. Time to destroy or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the exact message, but basically it signals when they land. It, sig- it releases a signal that tells the baby to kill. And um, <laughs> basically, you know, Goku falls out of it, though. It's kind of different. And he, like, hits him, hits his felt, falls on his head or whatever, and somehow that <laughs> knocks the evil out of him. But anyways, that's basically, it's very similar in that, that's what I always do when I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling like I'm in a, on a tear or um, I'm in a bad mood. I just hit myself in the head. It oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it. but it's kind of similar to that. We, you know, it's like, oh, time to wake up, time to time to destroy, time to rule, whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the Saiyan pods are also very, very um, orb-like, like the alien ship that He's in, so yeah. I don't know if that's some influence I don't know. on it too. Mostly, but. I think it was Superman. Yeah, right? it is mostly Superman, but he's I got think... the laser vision, and mm-hmm. he's got the super speed. He can mm-hmm. fly, and he's invulnerable, and all this stuff. I mean, he's just like really scary. I didn't think, you know, I never thought about Superman's powers being so horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, what if some little kid had these powers and he was just evil? And he he thought he saw human beings as I, basically subservient to him. I mean, honestly, growing up a little kid, you know, as mean as kids are, <laughs> you know, they pick on each other and they're mean. And, and I mean, if you're a little kid and you're getting picked on and you got all these powers where you can just like swat them like a fly, yeah, you know, yeah, you, human yeah, you're nature. That's pretty cool. But yeah. then, you know, what if you really did have those powers? I mean, you might accidentally. Crush a girl's hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's but okay. So I don't really want to spoil mm-hmm. it. Um, it's kind of you know one of those things where well, it it is kind of it's you kind of know where it's going. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's kind of a predictable plot. I would say. So there's um, these there's a theory going around, and of course this isn't true, or it can't be officially verified mm-hmm. uh, that this is. Er- an Earth three version oh. of Superman. Oh, hmm. and so that this is Earth three. Of course, so, they can't they can't officially verify that or say so that. So, what but, was Superman's counterpart? Was it Ultra Guy or Ultraman? Um, it was Ultraman. Ultraman. It was Ultraman, and then he had uh, Wonder Woman was Superwoman, and then uh-huh. what was Aquaman's name? I don't remember what Aquaman's name. I don't remember name, either, but, but you also had Gray Owl. Oh, yeah. And you had some other characters. but Gray um, Owl was Batman. But uh, was uh, the Batman. there is, however, at the very end of the movie, there's a little kind of a 
I guess you could call it an end credit scene. Yeah, it's it's it happens like right. Well, it's not really end credits. It, it's it's during the mid credits, really. Uh-huh. Well, it's at the beginning of the credits, really. Yeah, it's kind of um, these little news feeds and Michael Rooker. Michael show. Rooker shows up. Oh. But uh, here's the thing: in the little thing, if you look real carefully, watch for it. Um, you'll see, um, you'll see, uh, Rain Wilson in the super costume. In one of the pictures, it's not Flash; it's him. He's, you can you can look at it. it's got that gear shape or whatever it is on his chest mm-hmm. you know, that he has, or well, it's like a super helmet mm-hmm. or something on his chest. Yeah, it's like a helmet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the it's in the movie. So uh, James Gunn kind of snuck in that little little image in the film. It's kind of funny, um, but I don't want to spoil it. Uh, I want you guys to see it. It's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. I did too. It, Even though it was kind of predictable. I mean, you yeah. kind of knew what was going to happen. I mean, you knew he was going to be just evil thing, you know. Um, and he was going to do all this awful stuff. Um, there's some real cringy moments in it too, like as far as like some of the violence. Some of it's kind of cringy. Uh, but it's 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 really worth going to see, I think. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's going to get a sequel mm-hmm. just Based on two things, and that it got great reviews for one thing, but it made over seven million the first weekend, and it came in fifth in the box office, which yeah. doesn't seem like much. But it he made this thing on only six million dollars. Wow! And so, so he's already made his money. Back. Yeah, he already made his money back on the production cost, and now he just has to make however much he spent on you know the little amount he spent on yeah. uh, uh, marketing. So, so four, four, I'm gonna say four out of five stars. Yeah, I'm gonna give. Uh, I like. Uh, I'm gonna give it four and a half. Four um, and a half. Okay. I liked it. I liked yeah, it. I liked it. I just I thought really that it was it. kind of predictable. It was predictable, but I mean, if you've seen the previews, you knew what you're getting into. Yeah. So don't go in expecting more. <laughs> I didn't go in expecting more. Is so I yeah. maybe I I thought more of it because I didn't expect. I wasn't expecting anything more okay. than what it was. Anyways, um, now another a movie that we're going to talk about next is a mm-hmm. movie that is just take that four stars and reverse it, like to negative five, give it another negative. Uh, Richard and I watched a movie for movie of the week, and we this of all the movies of the week, I recommend that unless you're just really really have no time, I just have tons of time to blow. I mean, you know. You're like it's some. Then watch something else. <laughs> this is just. This movie is probably the worst dumpster fire I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. So this thing was directed by McGee and Ooh, written by. Okay. Movie's called Rim of the World. Yeah, Netflix's Netflix <laughs> original Rim of the World, and it's uh It is directed by McGee. It's pretty original, all right. And yeah, directed by McGee and written by Zach Stentz. Here's the thing. I usually like McGee movies. I usually like to watch. I mean, he made a Battle of New York, Battle of Battle of Los Angeles, which I Uh thought was. I like that movie. I mean, it wasn't you know Mm -hmm. a masterpiece, but it was pretty decent. He made Terminator Salvation, which I thought was really good. A lot of people don't like it. As far as I'm concerned, probably one of the best Terminator. It is. I think it was excellent. But then he makes all this other stuff. Is here's the thing about McGee and Zach Stentz. Their work is. It kind of fluctuates in quality. Yeah, and so it's either really good or really horrible. And you know, McGee and <laughs> Zach no Stentz—they've written a lot of, they've written and directed a lot of great television uh-huh. too. Yeah, and so uh, Zach Stentz has written some of the best episodes of The Flash. Yeah, but then he also wrote 
X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was bad. Um, <laughs> so, but this thing, so I'm seeing oh. stuff comparing it to Steven Spielberg and I don't remember who else, maybe George Lucas or whatever, calling think- this thing uh, like that it's on par with those. What? Yeah, and, and yeah, they definitely no rip. Way. They're definitely ripping those movies off, they but are. they are not on par they with quality. Directly ripped off Jurassic Park. The, 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 yeah, there is the a scene, scene in the kitchen. The there scene in the kitchen exactly with the raptors. The it's ridiculous. It's exactly um, the same. And <laughs> but man, this thing. First of all, it's poorly written. Yeah, it's just the dialogue is horrible. <laughs> but let's talk about the worst part of this thing. Is all the really inappropriate stuff ready, written for kids that are probably like 12 to 14? 12, 13 years old. These kids are 13, and they're doing stuff and saying stuff that, like, you're going, yeah, you know what? I work around kids as a, as a teacher, and I see them and hear them say things like this kind of stuff. But, man, to, be, to have it in a film and just be promoting it, kind of like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And, that's messed up. And and it's not that kids don't talk like that, but I'm saying that the, that there are adults that wrote this material for children actors to mm-hmm. perform for them. Yeah. And, that's you know, pretty disturbing. It, it, but there's some really stuff, like there's the girl, uh, there's the three boys, and they're talking about who's going to sleep with her, and they're like, Talking to, they think they're going to have sex with her and mm-hmm. and all that and there's stuff where they're. But the she camp says she says which one of you boys wants to sleep with me? Yes, and that's the worst. It's like that's her line. That's her line. <laughs> I was going. Okay, so is Dad standing over offset watching this? I mean, yeah. come on, you know, yeah. it was. It, that it's, part was just, just I I couldn't. And then the camp counselors are really gross. Yeah, they are. Um, and then here's another thing. There's so many, so many uh, black stereotypes yeah. in this film, and like really Zach uncomfortable, did, really uncomfortable by a guy, two white guys that directed and wrote it. it was two mm-hmm. white guys, and they put in like all these really horrible uh, uh, black stereotypes, mm-hmm. which was pretty bad. Um, but then you got other stuff where they're ripping off, like trying to be like the Breakfast Club, and it's like we're trying to be all these things, but or we're Stranger not. Things. They're Stranger to Things. Stranger Things. I guess, the, and they did a poor job of that. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's it's just horrible. And you know, <laughs> watching this stuff, it just kind of like all the stuff that's going on in Hollywood right now with all these people coming out as rapists and pedophiles and all that stuff. <laughs> when you see stuff being written for children. This kind of material, sexual material, and uh, sexual type material, they weren't having sex, but they were discussing it and mm-hmm. having this kind of... Or like that, there's a scene where they're playing and there's that Nelly song playing, Take Off All Your Clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting hot in play. here. Yeah. Take Off All Our Clothes. Kids are playing around to that. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but it makes you wonder about the people. It just makes me wonder about people now that are writing that kind of material yeah. for children. It makes me wonder about them. Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty awful. Um, another thing, okay, we didn't even really talk about the plot because there's not much of a plot. Basically, um, think Independence Day, right? Mm-hmm. The aliens are coming, they're attacking Earth, and then the kids have this key that's supposed to broadcast some kind of signal to some kind of... Uh, 
defense satellites in space. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to shoot down all the aliens or whatever. Um, I found that to be absolutely preposterous. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got an advanced civilization that comes across the galaxy. It's the same problem I had with, with Independence Day, which, you know, Independence Day has its positives. But one of the big negatives is, really, we're going to be able to write a virus that's going to take down an alien ship? I mean, really? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There, there was, it's just really implausible, the things that happened in the film. And it was just one out of the frying pan into the fire kind of situation. Um, but mainly, I just couldn't get over the fact that they were having these kids say the kind of things. Yeah, that were. was just, I couldn't. Ugh. I mean, where are those parents? I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, in conclusion... Um, go see Brightburn. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy it. It's a really good film. And if you want to be creeped out by Superman's powers, go see it. Because it's like, you know, Superman's powers are cool, man. He can fly. He's invulnerable. He's got heat vision, x-ray vision, um, tons of other powers that were in the comic books that are kind of weird. But they don't have them in this one. But yeah. the main powers of Superman, what if they were like really, they would be really horrifying if a little kid was just a, a sadist. You know, mm. so uh, go see that, and um, you know, avoid that other one by the play. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's going to pop up on your Netflix feed. Hey, watch this! Don't. Yeah, don't believe all the good reviews and <laughs> the praise for it. I don't get it. It's just I don't either. It's movie. awful. Um, but you know, before we go, um, this we're getting this thing in late. This was supposed to go up Memorial Day, so uh, since it was supposed to go up Memorial Day, we just want to say uh, uh, thank you to all the servicemen and women and yeah. and our veterans who have uh, sacrificed so That's much. Right. It's uh, never too late to do that. Their it's lives, never too late. their lives, mm-hmm. and their the, the time that they could be having with their family. They're spending yeah. fighting on the battle lines for our freedom. That's so right. thank you. Thank you so much, um, all of you service people that are working so hard to protect our country and take care of us and. Uh, you, you, there's not enough thanks we can give. All right. Um, until next time, uh, we're next time we're going to review. Uh, what the, is it called? The dead don't die. The dead don't die. Richard Nuggets. So hopefully we can get in and get good seats. Oh, we we're going to get in there like three hours early. So we got we our early showing for it. So it's going to be fun. So the dead don't die with Bill Murray and uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. It's going to be great. Hopefully. All right. We'll see. We'll be the judge. Until next time. I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. Uh-huh.